Hi, I'm Megan Chapa, host of Travel Radio Podcast, and this today is going to be some sources that I think are non-sensationalized resources for learning about the coronavirus. These are things that I'm using myself because I work in the travel industry, and we are very affected in the travel industry by coronavirus and by, yeah, just the locking down of things and the limiting of people's movements and um, what may be coming in the future. So here is here are some resources that I'm using that are not clickbait. They are um, they seem to be you know fairer and more accurate reporting, and we should expect that from these resources. Two are from news programs, but um, I think that they're doing a pretty fair job in trying to create a wholer and fairer picture. Um, and um, here we go. We're just going to roll right into it. This is going to be my desktop. I'm going to walk through these websites with you. So the first page that we're at is the Center for Disease Control. This is a branch of the U.S. government, and this is primarily a resource for U.S. citizens, but it can be used by anyone. And if you don't trust the U.S. government, well, don't worry. We'll move on to a different page shortly so that you can have another option. So this page is um, right up at the top. Well, first of all, if you're listening, this is going to be cdc.gov. Again, that's cdc.gov. And the first thing you're going to see is coronavirus disease 2019. So if you click on this, you're going to see lots of resources specific to what I'm looking at a lot because I've already read how it spreads, symptoms, all that sort of thing. But that's here on the left, if you're interesting, is, um, well, one, if you're taking a road trip, you want to know where cases are in the U.S. or where you know where the containing um, people thought to have it, X, Y, and Z. You can go to cases in the U.S. and go through here. It'll show you lots of things. And then, um, but more specifically, there is this travel link. And this will tell you categories one through three, which countries they're watching at the moment as far as hotspots for this thing. So that's good information from the CDC. A comical thing that's been going around, this is actually put out in 2017, but it's worth a read because it's pretty darn funny, is this To Beard or Not To Beard blog post put out by the CDC in 2017. But it's actually really important if you think about needing to fit a respirator or mask onto your face. If you're a pilot, a fireman, or you work in some sort of industry where you need to have one on, this is already you know second nature to you. But beards are in right now. I mean, I think a lot of men look fantastic with them, including my husband. If you haven't seen him, he's dashing in a beard. But this is a map. This is kind of a map. This is a diagram of facial hair uh, to include names as the toothbrush and the Zorro, in case you are a big caped. There's a mustache for you. Um, But this is, it makes sense. Like it shows you where the respirator needs to fit and if the facial hair, you know, style will will work with that because you need a tight seal around there to keep out the air and the germs and the droplets of moisture that could potentially infect you. So this uh, this comical, but I'll put this link in the show notes, but it's also important um, that you, you know, t- check this out in case you have a violating facial hairstyle. Okay, so moving right along, this is one more thing put out by the U.S. government, and this is the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. If you listen to the podcast or you've, yeah, I don't think I've talked about this on any of the video channels, excuse me one moment, 
Pardon me, I had to take a sip of water. If you listen to the podcast, you've heard me talk about this program before. And this is primarily for U.S. citizens. And what it's going to do is you say, I'm traveling on my trip, but I want to make sure that someone knows where I'm going. And that specifically being the embassy or the consulate. So you enter your information into this website and you also enter an emergency contact, you know, the locations of where you're going to be, the dates you're going to be there and how they can contact you. And so heaven forbid there's terrorism, there's a viral outbreak, there's a natural disaster. Um, the embassy and the consulate already have a working list of who's going to be in their country. And by that, I mean the U.S. embassy and the U.S. consulate closest to where you're traveling have a running list of people that will be there so that they can, you know, have a working list of who needs to get out of the country or how many people they need to evacuate or some such, you know, kind of list working already. So that's, if you're just listening, it's step.state.gov. That's S-T-E-P dot state dot G-O-V, S-T-A-T-E dot G-O-V. And um, I always recommend from my clients and family, and we do this ourselves, um, enroll in this program. And to give you an example of what you might be sent prior to traveling, or like I live in the UK, so I'm going to be receiving these updates. I told it until I think October of this year. Um, I'll be receiving updates in my email inbox, uh, for example, when there's protests in London, or there's something like that happening, or when there was the knifing on the London Bridge, Tower London Bridge, um, and the guy you know with the narwhal tusk. If you haven't seen the video, you need to see it. Uh, I get emails about those things. So we happened to be in London the day of that event, and I was getting emails and updates about closures, road closures, how to protect yourself, where not to go. Um, so that's what you'll get if you enroll in this program, kind of some updates. Um, if you're a travel professional, please point your guests, your clients to this page. Okay, moving right along. If you, this is the website I was talking about that if you don't want resources that are from the U.S. government, how about lots of other foreign governments? This is uh, run by the U.N. This is who.int. This is the World Health Organization's website. And this is, um, you know, a collaboration of doctors, epidemiologists, those sort of people that are working together to um, educate and, you know, kind of contain and work out this whole virus thing. So, I mean, that's not their only job. That just happens to be the hot button issue right now, but that's the type of work that they do. So um, on this website, there's um, a number of important things. Firstly, um, I just want to talk about this button here, which is coronavirus scam alerts. This is going to be the second thing you see on the page. The first thing will be in blue, um, highlighting coronavirus disease, COVID-19 outbreak. Then you click find out more in orange, and that'll take you to a, a whole bunch of great resources. Some of them are duplicates from the CDC's page, but um, anyway, it's still good information. This one is what I want to point you to, coronavirus scam alert. This is really shameful, but criminals be criminals, and they're going to be coming after your information. Um, and what that means is these are type of like phishing scams. So these are going to be people impersonating the World Health Organization, possibly the CDC, or just someone of an official capacity that they're going to say, we need you to log in to find out about your family member or something along that line. like, uh, And they're going to direct you to give them information about you. They're called phishing scams. This is, it means they're, 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 they're casting out a line and hoping that they get information 
from you in order to, you know, steal your identity, get bank account information, whatever it is they're looking for. Uh, don't give them anything. So this is a page where if you go down, you can see contact the World Health Organization. If you click here, it'll give you options for how you can, you know, ask them, like, how are you contacting people? Is this legit? And then below that is report a scam where you can tell them how you were contacted and, and um, what that looks like so they can start to build a good profile and try to, you know, nip that thing in the bud. Um, and one thing you can look at uh, is the URL bar, which is where it's up at the top. That's where you're going to put in either the search results or you're typically entering, uh, or sorry, search terms, or you're typically entering a URL for a website. So this would be where you put www dot or HTTP. That's where you're going to be looking. If you are actually on the World Health Organization's page, um, you're gonna you would see that it's clearly who.int, and then wherever subpage you're on, this sorry you see all my favorites here, but you see who slash about slash communications slash cybersecurity. All of that is very legible, very clear. You know exactly where in the website you are. If it's a scammer's page, it's going to be something garbled and crazy, letters and numbers, and that means you've been redirected away from this page or someone has copied this page and wants you to think that you're on here and you're actually on, you know, who who knows whose page it is, but get off of there. So um, anyway, that's one way you can tell if you're on the right page or not. All right, moving on to podcasts that I think are useful, and this is great, like if you if you're watching on YouTube and you don't listen to podcasts, these are a great resource. I started off as a podcaster. I have a podcast, travelradiopodcast.com. But this is um, the BBC World Service. It's a two times a day news hour that they do. And this is those recordings um, now uploaded to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you're listening to podcasts, you can get this. They're, you know, it's, it, it does happen as a live thing. So you have to wait until it's updated later. But that's okay. You'll have to wait like six hours, 12 hours for it. And I tend to listen, you know, when I'm cooking or something like that. And they do a great job, I think, of creating a more complete picture of what the coronavirus is like. For example, in China, they'll interview nurses. They'll interview someone who's been to a quarantine center, someone who's been to a hospital, someone who's been discharged, someone who has a child that they can't get back to Canada because they've been quarantined and the parent is in the hospital or something like that. Um, they have really good interviews uh, to create, you know, kind of more complete picture of experiences across the board of what's happening. So you can, this is not always coronavirus. It just happens to be coronavirus right now because they try to do the most pressing issues in the world today. So you'll get coronavirus and then they'll talk a little bit about, you know, maybe a war zone or someone important in history in the world. And then they'll get back to coronavirus. So it just happens to be that coronavirus is all of these headlines right now, as you see when I scroll down, but it's not always coronavirus. Oh, good. Harvey Weinstein, you rank up there with coronavirus. So congrats, dude. All right. But that's uh, that's BBC World Service. One note uh, here is that these are long episodes. So this is like a commute to work plus a dog walk or something like that. I tend to listen to these while I'm cooking for the family. However, I listen with Bluetooth on because sometimes they're talking about some graphic content like with war zones and things like that. And I don't want my kids to be exposed to that just let just yet. So just a just a tip on that. Okay, next one. This is a quick and dirty update daily on the coronavirus. You can ask Alexa actually for this podcast. You can just say Alexa play coronavirus 411 and it'll play the most recent episode. 
And this is just facts and figures. They're not trying to create a picture. It's just purely statistics. So they're very quick, like two minutes, three minutes, maybe max. I imagine as it grows, they might become longer. But um, it's just like, what states has it spread to? What countries has it spread to? Where are, you know, is there recovery? Is there more deaths? Is there new infections? It's just facts. And that is the Coronavirus 411 podcast. I happen to be showing it to you in Apple Podcasts at the moment, but you can get it wherever you listen to podcasts. Same with the BBC one. All right. And then lastly, this is put out by NPR. And I was thinking about this on my walk today. So I actually just entered into Google, you know, uh, will the coronavirus dissipate with warmer weather or, or some such search? And then this came up, which I think is very encouraging, which talks about how every year with the flu, it's terrible in the winter. And then as the weather warms up and as people get out of their enclosed spaces, the viruses seem to go away. And so this talks about how there's hope that once people get out of these enclosed areas and the weather becomes warmer, that this thing is going to just kind of burn itself out. So this is a great resource. I'll put this in the show notes. And I just think that it's, you know, pretty hopeful. And that um, for people who obsess over germs like myself, this is a really good thing to read. So I'll include that in the show notes. And I think that's the end of my resources for the moment. If you have some that I'm missing or that you'd like me to include, I'm always looking for more resources. I'd be happy to update them into the show notes. And um, that's all. Thank you for watching and listening to Travel Radio Podcast.